0: This is my theme song. It's not very good and it's not very long. Hello and welcome back to my show. It is my show and on my show I talk about stuff that I like to talk about. And welcome to my show. Yeah, yeah, oh. Well, that was deep. Welcome back for another episode of Colleen Can. I'm going to be real with you guys. I just got home from work and I'm in my little podcasting closet. And the only smell I can smell right now is my own feet. And it is not a cool smell. (laughs) It is grim in here. I am essentially like I'm waterboarding myself with a smell. I've trapped myself in a closet with a pair of stanky feet. And now we're going to see how long I can last before I have to cut this quit, cut this quits, call this quits and cut it short and get out of here in order to survive. But in the meantime, my stanky feet and I are here for a lovely episode. Now, I'm so sorry that I did not put out an episode last week on schedule. Life is just so life sometimes, and I just really didn't have it in me. I recently got a promotion at work in the big world of coffee, and now I am no longer merely a barista. I am one of the leaders of the baristas, Um, so I've been training, and it's just been very stressful on top of everything else in life, which just existing is exhausting. I think most would agree. Um, so here we are, <clears throat> better late than never, and now we'll get a episode this week and an episode next week. So what a delightful treat for all of us here together on Colleen Can, because Colleen Can overcome her depression and record some freaking episodes, which is the whole point of this. <laughs> So this week, I was trying to think of what I wanted to talk about because there has been a lot to discuss lately. Um, The slap heard around the world happened at the Oscars a few weeks ago, and that was a very interesting piece of news. Um, There's a lot of different facets to that, and ultimately, I don't think I'm really the right person to break it down because you know, it was an event that obviously took place in front of a room full of people and the nation, but also, you know, the primary people involved are Black, and it also calls into question, you know, the issue of, um, you know, Black women's hair, which I feel a lot of people obviously don't show proper respect. Like, a lot of ignorant white people are like, can I touch your hair? And like, never ask that. Don't don't touch people, period. Let that be a word of advice to you if you're a person who asks people that. The answer is no. Don't touch someone's hair. Don't touch them, period. But <clears throat> there is a lot that I don't think I can really speak on in an educated way. Um, And I also don't feel it's necessarily my place. Like, obviously, I can have an opinion on it. Everyone can have an opinion. But I think that the people who, you know, can really relate um, and, you know, can actually connect to what happened in every level, including, you know, culturally and racially, I think those are the people who really should speak about it. Um, But I do think... That it was weird. What a weird event. Um, And I just saw that Will Smith has been banned from the Oscars for the next 10 years, which is a bit of overkill. I mean, I guess I understand that they felt they needed to show some form of, you know, retribution for his actions. Obviously, it was inappropriate. And, you know, you can't hit, first of all, don't hit people, period. Second of all, you can't hit someone for doing their job. You know, Chris Rock was up there doing his job, which is entertaining the room, telling jokes. Everybody knows that these award shows are like, you know, a low key roast of Hollywood. So anyone who's nominated or in the room, especially in the front row, is viable to get, you know, roasted and toasted a little bit. And personally, I don't think the joke was funny, period. Like, Chris Rock was up there doing his job, but with that joke, he did not do a good job. I don't think it was funny, regardless of the fact that Jada has alopecia, which, I mean, like, can you imagine having any, any sort of condition that affects your appearance is so personal? I mean, we're all programmed to hate ourselves by the media anyway, but when it comes to something that you really can't control, that sort of your body is turning against you, it almost feels like, that is even more sensitive. So, like, it just... I don't know, obviously we don't, I don't know what Chris Rock knows and doesn't know about Jada Pinkett and Will Smith. I know that they have some history, but um, I just didn't think it was a funny joke. You can't hit someone for doing their job, whether or not they're doing it well or not. <clears throat> if I made a shitty latte and someone just came up behind the bar at work and slapped me, that would be equally inappropriate. Um, <clears throat> so I just didn't think it was a funny joke, but it obviously was not appropriate to you know, hit someone. I think Will like literally snapped and probably lost consciousness for like a hot second. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't hit comedians. That just set the horrible precedent. Like I said, you can't hit people while they're doing their job. Um, but I do think you know, obviously something happened with Will that we will probably never know. Um, but the moral of the story, the reason that I brought it up um, you know, that Will has been banned is because, um, at the Grammys last weekend, Louis C.K. won a Grammy for Best Comedy Album. (sighs) Listen, I'm gonna be honest. I have not listened to Louis C.K.'s album, so I really can't say whether or not it is deserving of a Grammy. However, I'm never gonna listen to Louis C.K.'s album because he's a fucking predator. Period. Point blank. Period. Yeah, he never, like, full-on physically assaulted someone, but exposing yourself and, like, masturbating in front of someone is equally upsetting psychologically. It's violating. It's inappropriate in a workplace. It is just gross in, like, every fucking way. And just proves that he's a freaking perv. Like, if you get off on that, you are a psycho. Like, flat, out, period, point blank. You're weird. And if that's what you get off on, you need to find some porn or something that can fill that void in your life because you can't do that to people. Like, you just cannot. You cannot abuse your power to pressure people into saying yes to things like if if you use your celebrity or your power or your money whatever if you use that in order to get someone to do something for you that is not consent you are manipulating them like you're literally manipulating your power over this person so that you can do whatever the fuck you want to them and that is so fucking wrong it's so wrong it's an abuse of power Like, stop, I don't understand how people can say that this guy is like, oh, well, that's just Louie, like, he's just, he's just this weird loser, and he's so funny, and, you know, he really gets life. Well, that's great, I'm glad that he gets life, and cool that he's a funny guy, but he's a fucking perv, and he's a predator, and he abuses his position of power to get away with shit, and... From what I hear in his album, he literally jokes about how he got caught and, like, societally canceled for being a fucking predator. And this guy, we're just going to applaud him. We're going to give him the highest award that you can receive for a recording album, comedy or otherwise. But we're going to ban Will Smith for slapping Chris Rock. Because it happened on stage in front of everyone, so clearly we have to punish him. But hey, if it happened behind closed doors at another venue, then how do we know that it even happened? What, a girl said that it happened? Well, I mean, can we really trust her? Can we really believe this woman who's risked her entire career and her name and her reputation when she tells us that this happened to her? Can we really trust her? Because she's probably just doing it for attention. I fucking can't. I am so sick of watching people be abused and marginalized and taken advantage of and people getting away with it. We're applauding him. We're applauding this asshole. We're celebrating him. I mean, how long is it going to be before he gets another record deal? Well, I mean, not a record deal, but I guess I mean a TV deal and a movie deal. I mean, are we ever going to see the movie that he was making that was literally about how, quote unquote, all the allegations were made up, quote unquote? Like, he thinks it's a fucking joke to think that this man, this grown ass man, has any remorse or atonement or empathy is ludicrous. He thinks it's a fucking joke and he has since the beginning and he knew he would get away with it the whole time, which is why he did it. Because he knew that he had enough power that these girls could never tarnish his reputation. Well, guess what, Louis CK? Fuck you. I'm never going to listen to anything you do. I hope someday I meet you so I can tell you you're a fucking piece of shit to your face. And I want to get involved in comedy literally just so I can force out people like you because you are the scum of the earth and you are the reason that women do not feel safe in stand-up comedy. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. And fuck anybody who is like, she's overreacting. Honestly, We're going to ban Will Smith for 10 years for a slap to another man's face, his equal. But we're going to let Louis C.K. go on stage and give his acceptance speech for his new Grammy with his new album after he finally came back from being canceled, quote unquote, for what he did to these women. Get out! I'm sorry. It makes me so angry. I literally cannot. Um, I worked as a personal assistant in um, the world of entertainment for a couple years and one of the jobs I had I worked with people who were YouTubers and it was really upsetting how these people abused their position of power and their clout in order to get their friends, innocent bystanders, you know, anybody who wanted to feel cool or popular or, you know, gain traction on social media. They just get these people to do things by pressuring them with their power. And oftentimes they get hurt or they end up doing something, you know, that they don't want to be represented by, but they get talked to it, talked into it in the moment. Because this famous guy is shoving a camera in their face and being like, it'll be hilarious, it'll be hilarious, do it, it'll be hilarious, you know, and you're just like, oh, okay, like, you want, you know, you want to be accepted, you want to feel cool, you want to be one of those people, but, spoiler alert, trust me all, you do not want to be one of those people, okay? You do not, because those people are bad people. that's just my opinion. Um, So now that I've ranted and raved, um, I thought I would do like a sort of a story time for this podcast. My family is always telling me that I have all these crazy LA stories and they're like, you need to tell these Hollywood stories. You need to tell these stories. Um, Obviously, I'm not going to tell all of those stories because first of all, like I don't think they're that cool. Second of all, like a thing about Hollywood. That sounds like so fucking pretentious to say. Um, but a thing about it is like, you can't, you just can't talk about people. Like you really can't. Um, if like you ever want to be like taken seriously as like an artist or human being or whatever. And I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. So I'm not trying to like, you know, bomb my own spot. Um, so I will talk, if I ever do tell stories, I will tell them with names redacted and I will be slightly vague because that's just how you do these things okay you gotta be classy um so I thought I would start today though with one where I don't really need to be that classy because it all happened to me and these people can go to hell I won't name names but um I don't give a fuck about these people and they're criminals so um they deserve, <laughs> they deserve to have their dirty laundry aired. Um, Okay, so I was living in LA. I lived there for about, you know, four-ish years. The pandemic hit. I was working as a personal assistant and, of course, you know, it was the pandemic and I have an immune issue, so I didn't really feel comfortable, like, going over to my employer's house Um, And being exposed to, you know, whoever he was hanging out with, you know, because like everybody had their bubble. Um, So it just didn't really make sense. And also, you know, I think we, my employer and I had sort of been moving away from, you know, each other for a while. And I was feeling weird um, because I felt like complicit in some behavior that I did not agree with um, amongst a bevy of other things. Basically, it just kind of wasn't working out both of our lives were changing. Um, COVID happened and it just kind of felt right for like both of us to move on. Um, So I was unemployed and I had just so happened to, you know, I was sort of looking for work when COVID hit. Um, So I was, you know, meeting people for drinks and, you know, kind of feeling around for what work was out there. You know, we didn't know COVID was coming at this point. So I was like in mode of like, I'm on the ground to find my next job. Um, and I met with this woman I knew who was a talent manager at the time. Um, hey, girl, if you're listening, um, she is the best, but she had been talent managing for a while. And she was like, I just met with this new company. It's a startup of media productions and talent management. And like, they're gonna make me the executive. I'm super excited. It's gonna be awesome. Like, I'm definitely gonna need an assistant. You'd be perfect. Like, let's do it. Girl bosses together. I was like, great. Awesome. Sounds great. Sign me up. I literally had no other irons in the fire. So I was like, fuck, I need another job before I lose my mind. So, well, and also, I have no money. Anyway, so COVID hits. I lose my other job. I'm on, you know, the COVID unemployment whatever that we all got which was pretty fucking sick let's not lie (laughs) the the like extra money a week was like fucking fire for a while I think like I can't speak for everybody but I was definitely making more money on the COVID unemployment in the beginning than I was as like just a normal person in day-to-day life working my ass off um the irony of America so anyway After some time passes, I finally get connected with the people at this new startup. And um, I hadn't heard from my friend in a while, and I was kind of worried about her. And, um, you know, it turns out that she was going through. you know dealing with some trauma and some shit that was unresolved with her so it all was just like too much and she needed to like get the fuck out basically um and go take care of herself which she did but at the time I did not know any of this because like she was going through it so she was not really in a position to reach out to me and be like hey here's what's going on with me you know like you're when you're going through something, like, you're fucking going through. You don't have time to be like, hey, every Tom, Dick, and Harry who I, like, you know, mention something to, hey, here's what's going on with me. Um, But I was like, oh, my gosh, where is she? What's going on? Is everything okay? Um, I interview with, like, you know, the CEO of the startup, and he loves me. Hmm. Um, How could he not? And he's like, you know... Um, obviously we can use you in as an, as an assistant, but like you sound like such a go-getter or like whatever the fuck that, you know, I want to see if you'd be, you know, interested in this executive position and we would like train you and coach you and like, you know, you'd be young, but I think you'd be great for it. And like, you know, we could cultivate you like blah, 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 blah. The salary is 90K. I am so in debt. Like, at this point in my LA life, I've had so many jobs. So many jobs. I've been a personal assistant. I've been a tour manager. I worked on, you know, the freaking Scientology show. I worked on a cooking show. I worked at a hotel. I worked at a gym. Like, I had many different jobs all over the city. All different kinds of fucking shit. And I had been, like, clawing my way. Like, I just wanted to work on scripted television. (laughs) I just wanted to work on scripted television. Um, And so, you know, I was like, fucking whatever, man. Like, sure, you want me to be an executive. Like, this was literally, like, not even a dream come true because this was, like, barely a dream that I had. Like, I hoped someday maybe I could be, like, an executive producer, like, a showrunner, like, you know, something like that. I was thinking perhaps, um, but I was like, sure, an executive. I mean, like, a, I don't have a fucking job right now. B, you're offering me ninety thousand dollars. Like, C, this seems like you know, like it it could be something. I don't know. So basically, it sounded too good to be true. Spoiler alert: it was. So I say yes. They're like, great. We're so excited. We're going to cultivate you. We're going to coach you. We're going to, you know, blah, 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 blah. Great. They give me $5,000 to go shopping for work clothes. Um, So obviously I use some of that to decorate my new apartment (laughs) because my boyfriend moved across the country during COVID to live with me. Um, but I did use, I used it to buy clothes that, like, I wanted. I think they wanted me to buy, like, Gucci with it, but I didn't because why the fuck would I do that? I'm not stupid. I buy way more things, you know, if they're reasonably priced than just buying, like, one, like, Gucci bag, which is what they wanted me to do because it was all a scam. So, one day... Like, the CEO guy rolls up, he is in the back of an Escalade, tinted windows, he's got his driver. Like, this guy, he took a driver everywhere. Like, everywhere. He did not have a car. He took an Uber Black everywhere. And sometimes he would pay the guy, he'd be like, hey, I'll give you 100 if you'll run me over to Neiman Marcus and, like, wait outside for me while I buy shit. And they'd be like, of course, totally sweet deal for that Uber guy. So this motherfucker, you know, over the course of I was there for about like four or five months over the course of that time, you know, we would go out for drinks or like business, you know, business lunches or whatever. We'd always go to the rooftop of the Waldorf Astoria and have like, you know, a $4,000 like cocktail hour with like a few employees. And this motherfucker is always wearing, you know, he's got his fancy watch on and his expensive jeans and his, like, you know, loafers or whatever. He's always talking about going to Neiman Marcus and Bloomingdale's and all this shit. And, like, you know, he's talking a big game and he's all about the money, all about the money. He's, like, you know, the number one guy. He's the best. He's got this deal going. He's got this going. He knows everything. Like, and I'm, you know, obviously young to be in a role like that. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing because the job like didn't have a description and they've got me like hiring all these people. Like they were like, we're going to fill out this department. Like the company is growing. Everybody is shrinking during COVID and we're growing. Like we're thriving. Like the company is literally being built like as I come on. So it's, and it's, like, a multifaceted company, so they're, like, we've got a sports division and a dance division and a writing, you know, like, they're, like, we do it all, we do it all, we have productions and we have talent and we have all this shit, but, like, no actual way of, like, doing anything, and, like, they had iPads and, like, an iPhone and, like, they couldn't get, like, Microsoft Teams to work. Like, one of the people was a former technology executive. And, like, this bitch couldn't get Microsoft Teams to work. Like, she legit couldn't figure it out. And, like, would spend hours on the phone with, like, Microsoft, like, customer service talking in circles. Because you couldn't understand it. She couldn't... She didn't understand anything about technology at all. Like, what? And so, like, these people are taking everything so seriously. The CEO asshole is like making me cry, like commenting on the clothes that I bought and like shit like that. Like, whatever. I was super overweight and struggling with body dysmorphia. So, you can go to hell. But, anyways, so this all goes on for, you know, this time. They have me hire all these people. I'm like stressed out every day. I'm waking up at 6 a.m. and like, working literally until 7pm and, like, I bought a weighted blanket and I had to lay in the dark under the weighted blanket for, like, hours at a time because that was the only way I could relax. Like, that is how much stress I was under and how hard I was working to, like, make this work for these people. And, like, to please this man who is, like, acting like this big baller, like, he knows fucking everything. Meanwhile, this guy's, like, popping beers open on a 3pm conference call. Like, what? So, at... When was this? Okay, so in October, I want to say, I think it was either... It's late September, October, because it was my former client's birthday, And she was celebrating down in Malibu and I was like, you know, social anxiety city. I don't want to go to the beach. I have fucking body dysmorphia and also social anxiety and also it's COVID and like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's safe. I don't know what's not safe. And the CEO asshole is like, you got to go because it's your job. See you there. So, I get dressed, I go down to Malibu. I get there, I have like, you know, some snacks and drinks because I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm walking into. Like, I don't really know this girl or any of her friends, but I'm here as like her manager question mark, like which I'm not even qualified to be, but okay. Um so I get there. This motherfucker's not even there yet. He finally shows up like an hour and a half later with his like assistant are like head of production and a giant cooler full of beer and wine and fucking Woodford Reserve and Casamigos, like top notch fucking everything. And everybody's getting drunk and smoking weed and we're hanging out on the beach. I mean, honestly, it was a really fucking like sick day, and I was like taking work calls like down by the beach. Like it was, it was a great day, um, but. After that, our like the girl whose birthday it was was like, Hey, like I'm gonna go have dinner um at this place in Venice. Do you wanna come? And I had always been wanting to go to this restaurant, so I was like, absolutely I wanna come. Um and my boss was like, Yeah, it's your job, so I'll see you there. Like he's fucking drunk. So we go to Venice to the restaurant from Malibu, and by the time we get there, this guy is so drunk that he's like, I gotta go take a piss. I gotta go take a piss. So, like, this man who's supposed to be this, like, big cheese, like the head honcho who's, like, strutting his stuff 247, goes down some random alley and takes a piss in a corner, which is not what you'd think a professional man would do in front of his clients, but okay. Then we have dinner, and he's like... Oh, yeah, like you should get something to take home. Like, everybody get something to take home. Like, order something to go because he's like got money. And meanwhile, he's so drunk that by the time the check comes, this motherfucker falls out of his chair because he's so intoxicated. He literally falls face forward out of a stool and like almost falls. So I just signed the check for this bitch because I'm like, are you okay? Like you are very drunk. And this is a professional like thing. Like I had a drink, but like I wasn't gonna get fucking like so messy, I was like falling over. Like <laughs> what? So that happens. A few weeks later, you know, we have another rooftop happy hour. You know, it's gotta be a four or five thousand dollar check. Um, balling out, getting everything, everybody's having drinks, we're on the roof of the Waldorf is So, like, so Hollywood, it just makes you want to puke. Cut to, it's Thanksgiving. We're all supposed to get paid the day after Thanksgiving. The paychecks don't come. Instead, an email comes that says, hey, um, our CEO is in the hospital with COVID And none of us have access to the business account, so we cannot process payroll. We're working on it and we'll get it figured out by Monday. Okay. First of all... You got to be a fucking idiot to have a business with only one person like authorized to process payroll on the account. Like literally you have more than one person on it for when someone gets sick or like in an emergency, you need to pay your employees. Mm -hmm. Before that, we had been like with a payroll company and I was in on this because I was helping set up the whole fucking like corporate infrastructure, which was not going well. Because these people made no sense. So we had enrolled in like a payroll company. As one does. That's what you do to operate a business. You have to set up payroll for your employees. And to be honest, it's not rocket science. Pretty much all you need to have is money to pay the employees and to pay the service to like withhold everything and all the taxes and the shit so that you don't have to do it. That's the whole point. Well, we were with a payroll company for, like, a month, and then we parted ways with the payroll company because we were told that we didn't like the way they did things on the back end. Well, the reason that we stopped working with the payroll company was because they didn't have enough money to keep in the account to process payroll on time. So instead, they started giving us cashier's checks for payroll which I was like, I mean, whatever. A check is a check, bitch. Like, I could give two shits where it comes from as long as I'm getting paid. Well, I should have given a shit where it came from because it was about to stop coming. That Monday, they sent an email. They're like, hey guys, so we're so sorry, but we're working on it. We're working on it. We're gonna get that money to you guys. We're gonna get payroll done. Like, we're gonna do it. They say, like, um if you need an advance, you know, like if you really, really need it, let us know. We can like see if we can get some money to you like in the interim, but like, we're going to get this figured out. We're going to get payroll taken care of as soon as we can. Well, as soon as they can was never. No one ever got paid again, y'all. Literally no one ever got paid again. So they were like, okay, so we're going to pay you guys like as soon as we can. By the end of that week, people were like, hey, like, I'm not going to work anymore because I don't know when I'm going to get paid. And they were like, "Okay, we totally understand. If you want, um, we can put you on furlough and we'll bring you back in the spring as soon as, you know, we get things sorted out. Whatever that means. So a bunch of people furlough. And I, at that point, am leading a team of, like, three people, and they're all, like, these be- beautiful little angels who were like, in their early 20s, like, trying to get started, like, literally, they're me, like, three years ago. So I'm, like, oh, my God, like, fuck, I'm responsible for these people, like, these poor, sweet people, like. I hope that they're going to get paid, but I don't know. And also, like, I'm not going to keep working because at this point, I'm, like, being verbally and emotionally abused, like, all the time. And made to feel, like, gaslit into thinking that I'm, like, some sort of idiot when, like, these people don't even know how to run a business and they're two times or more my age. So I stay, my employees stay, for another week. then. There's still no money and they're like, "Hey, we're going to give you guys the option to furlough or you can stay and, you know, continue to accrue pay and we'll pay you as soon as we can. We're going to get the money so soon. We're going to get it so soon. We're going to get it. Like it's all going to be good." So, at that point, no one has heard from the CEO guy for like 2 weeks. Supposedly, he is in the hospital with COVID, but We really don't know anything, and they're not being transparent at all. And they're still saying that they can't access the account because he's the only one on it. And I guess they don't have any money anywhere else because they were, like, trying to get money from investors, like, to do payroll. Like, they were literally, like, big borrow and stealing, like, anyone that they could hit up for a buck to cover this payroll to keep their company going. But, honey, they did not have no money, and so they could not... So a few weeks later, I furloughed. My whole team furloughs. I'm like, listen, y'all, like, we got to get the fuck out of here. I hope to God they're going to pay us because at this point they owed me about eight grand. But I really don't know. So, like, bye. So we all just leave. Like, we just leave. I mail back my iPad and my phone, even though I thought about keeping them as collateral um, I sent them back because I didn't want these people to have anything on me. And then I'm like, okay, great, I'm gonna go on unemployment. It's Christmas, Merry Christmas to me. I have literally no money. and I'm actually like in the negative eight grand that is owed to me by these people. So I apply for unemployment and a funny story, in order to get unemployment, your employer has to register you with the state as an employee. Well, these people never did that. They never registered any employees with the state. So I couldn't get unemployment because these motherfuckers didn't register. So they were like, well, I don't have a record of this company. I don't have a record that you were an employee there. I don't have any benefits accrued. So sorry, but no unemployment for you. So I'm triple fucked. On top of that, The people who stayed, so there were a few people who were, like, established in their careers, like, were real, like, real people in Hollywood. Like, not, like, you know, not somebody's name that you would recognize per se, but, like, people who have worked at reputable, like, respected companies and have, like, good careers and good reputations were working at this company. And they were, like, we'll stay, like, in good faith. So these people stayed on until, like, the beginning of February they accrued a back pay of like 20 grand and never saw a dime. When they finally left and called bullshit or whatever, they tried to sue and they obtained a lawyer and they tried to sue. And the CEO guy finally resurfaced from his quote unquote COVID, which you know, if someone says they're sick, I'm inclined to believe them. But this guy is a fucking con artist at this point. So, like, I don't believe anything that this guy has to say. My money would be perhaps he did have COVID or perhaps he was in rehab or perhaps he fucking took all the money and ran. I don't know. This motherfucker's crazy. So they tried to sue. They try to go to court. He's like, I'd love to negotiate with you, but mm, nah. So he just like ghosts. He just straight up ghosts. They ghost everybody. And the lawyer that these women worked with was like, I mean, to be honest, it's not worth fighting because you're never, you're probably not going to get the money from him. And even if you do, by the time we get it, You're going to owe me so much money that you're going to give it all straight to me and you're never going to see a nickel. So they eventually just gave up because they were like, I guess, like, that's just a loss now. Like, I just have to take that loss. And again, no one could get unemployment because they never registered us as employees. Law! So... Um, We did some research and we found that this company had defrauded a $1.6 million PPP loan by claiming that they had 85 employees in June of 2020 when they literally had zero. Um, I was like their first employee in July, so that didn't make sense. Um, so I reported them, you know, like to the SBA or whatever. I reported them to the IRS because surprise, surprise, our W-2s were also incorrect because they didn't withhold the appropriate amount of money on any of our paychecks. So my W-2 was also wrong. So I had to deal with the IRS and I had to report them to the IRS. Um, never heard back from them. A few people reported them to the um, State Board of Labor in California, um, and that is still being prosecuted. Um, Like, to this day, the guy who is pursuing those cases, last time I talked to him, truly a year ago, he was like, yeah, um... I mean, like, these people don't have an address. Their address was just a P.O. box. Um, so, like, we sent them a notice that they're being, you know, prosecuted for this, but we haven't heard anything. And I would say more than likely we're not going to. So, you know, we'll try to get your money, but the odds of it happening are pretty slim to none. And it's going to take longer than a year because, you know, COVID and fucking bureaucracy. So, basically, this motherfucker was never held accountable. He's still out there. Like, he is out there. He's publishing, like, a new book and something else. Like, I don't even fucking know. But, like, they posted on their social media and were like, you know, it was a rough year for us, but we overcame and, like, um, made good on all promises. Like, they... I want to find it actually. Let me find this post because it's truly so funny. I blocked all of them so I have to like go into um a shell account to see this. Okay. So they posted quickly end the rumors in the height of the pandemic and the near-death experiences from all of our execs we were almost out of business oh also none of these people believed in covid and one of them was like severely immune compromised and like she didn't believe it like that it was real um and also doesn't believe in vaccines including the flu virus um in all the adversary Adversity, furloughed and owed money to employees, greed and legal extortion from former employees with frivolous lawsuits, release and acceptance of release from clients wanting a sure bet. We support everyone's personal decisions. Pick a problem, we feel like we've been through it. We believe with the right intentions and effort good things happen. We've learned so many lessons from focusing on growing in this industry. As we repair and fix many issues, making good on all, we stand another day. Like, just, it is just insane how people can lie. Like, people can just lie. And the saddest thing is that, like, this man is never going to be held accountable. Like, none of these people will ever be held accountable. He's going to open another business. We found after the fact, sort of in my online sleuthing, that he actually was the sole proprietor of a variety of shell companies that all had the same variation of, like, a similar variation of the same name. So, for example, he would have one that was called, like, um, Butte. This is totally made up. He would have a company called Butte. Then he would make another company called Butte Inc., Butte, LLC. Then he would break it up with periods. So, it like, B, period, U, period, T, period, you know, And then he had ones where it was an LLC. He had ones where it was an incorporated. He had one where he was the sole proprietor. So he was shuffling money from all of these shell companies and never turning a profit and never getting held accountable because he was just shuffling the money around in all of his accounts. Because like, where did the $1.6 loan go? Like, where did it go? He blew it at Neiman Marcus and the fucking Waldorf Astoria rooftop. Like. That's that's the answer. Like, he did. That's it. Like, this motherfucker got all that money, defrauded the government for over a million dollars, and just spent it on fucking Dolce & Gabbana sunglasses and a Marceline watch and fucking Louboutins, which why does a man even need to wear? No one cares. You're a man. You're wearing fucking loafers. Get out of here. Wild. Yeah. So I don't know. At this point, they owe me about 12 grand, maybe more in like, you know, accruals. There's like percentages and shit that like accumulate with time um, through the federal board or the state board or whatever case. So maybe someday I'll just like have $12,000 fall in my lap and it'll be the best day ever. But I would say more likely than not, I'm never going to see that money. I'm never going to see, you know, this man held accountable. I am um, I hope I never see him again. If I do see him, I would love to kick his ass. But according to him, he was in like the special ops and martial arts or whatever. So maybe he could kick my ass. I don't know. Sounds like this guy is just full bullshit. And he was it was fucking crazy. I don't know. It was like one of those situations that was like, is this real? Like, it seemed so insane while it was happening to me that I was like, I don't even know. I don't even know what's happening right now. Like, is this fucking real? Like, I'm not gonna get paid. Like, it was Thanksgiving, you guys. Like, oh my god, it was wild. So yeah, the moral of that story is if you think perhaps an opportunity falls in your lap and it's too good to be true it just might be it just might be it might not be but it might be so you might want to just like save your money instead of like spending it on post-mating barbecue to yourself (laughs) like I did because I'm an idiot I didn't save any money, I didn't save any money, I spent it all on dumb shit. And a sofa that I couldn't move across the country, and a bed and a bed frame I couldn't move across the country, and a kitchen table I couldn't move across the country, and a giant desk for work for a job that I never used again and couldn't move across the country. If you're sensing a pattern here, um, it's that I bought a lot of things that I was like, this is so nice. And I'm a homemaker now because I'm living with my partner. And then LOL jokes on me. I lost my job because it was all a scam. And then after my grandpa died because he was, you know, hip checked by a freaking snowblower into a damn pit where he broke his spine and then slowly dwindled in the hospital for six months. So, yeah, after that, I was like, well, what am I here for? I'll just fucking go back to Ohio. Um, Because I was like, what's the fucking point? You know? I don't know. I could still be living a life in Los Angeles. And honestly, sometimes it's hard watching my friends be there and seeing people that I, you know, am acquaintances or friends with succeeding and doing things that I'm like, I wish I was doing that. But I'm also really glad that I'm not there anymore because I don't think that I was a good version of myself there. It was just really fucking hard, honestly. I don't, I don't think it's like that for everyone, but for me, like the level of psychological stress that I felt lift off of me after I moved back to the Midwest was, like... It was like I lost 40 pounds. Like, I felt like I could really breathe again. Um, And, I mean, it hasn't been easy here either. I mean, lol, if you've been listening, obviously I'm a fucking wreck. But I'm trying, and I do feel like, you know... I don't know. I called bullshit on myself at a certain point and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. So now it's time to do something else. What will I do? I don't know. But I'm doing this right now. So that's a start. Thank you for listening. This was a bit of a rambly episode. There were so many like details about that scandal, a scandalo, that I might. Need to revisit this at another date, but I think I covered everything. Basically, I got shystered by a shyster. Schmeister brister. And that's the thesis. That is all for me this week. I hope you all have a fabulous rest of whatever time you're having. And I hope to see you next week for another episode of Colleen Can. Um, Again, if you liked this episode, I would so appreciate if you would recommend to a friend or share um, or like or leave a review. Um, Any of those things is so helpful to me. I honestly can't believe that anyone is listening to this, but I'm so, so unbelievably grateful for those that are. Um, Thank you for being a part of this little community that I'm growing um, and this journey that I'm on to figure out what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing with my life, um, and maybe it's something like this, or hopefully, I guess, it will be something like this, which is why I'm starting this. Alrighty, that is all from me. Thank you for coming on this jaunty ramble. Have a wonderful day, and I'll catch you guys next time. This is my theme song. It's not very good, and it's not very long.